going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Crescetto. Welcome into the Round Ball Roundup for Week 8 as we jumped into conference play finally. Uh, obviously, out-of-conference is mostly done, as mentioned. We've got two out-of-conference games uh, a little bit later on, but for now, it's all conference play pretty much all the time, uh, but then obviously we had the holidays in there, so a little bit of a, a weird breakup there where we didn't have a lot going on, but hey, hopefully everyone's getting rested up and the guys have some injuries they're dealing with are healing those. Uh, but as far as where we looked at, uh, we'll start with some of the games we had kind of starred or special look at before this week started. So we had uh, James Madison going down to Georgia State. JMU ends up taking that game 63-47, so a rather easy win there on the road for them. They continued to uh, outscore their opponents. Uh, they did not score as highly as they usually do, but uh, still outpaced Georgia State quite easily in that one. We also had Troy going up against Southern Miss. Southern Miss wins that one 64-60. I thought there was an outside chance Troy could come up with the victory in that one, but uh, Southern Miss just too strong down the stretch and takes care of business. And then probably the biggest game out of all of them so far, you had James Madison traveling to Marshall. Uh, Marshall jumped out to a quick early, I think it was a 7-0 lead if I can remember off the top of my head correctly, and looking like they might rather easily win that game, but as we know with football and basketball both, you've got a long way to go. Uh, just because you start the game hot does not mean you're going to continue that streak down the stretch, and that's definitely what didn't happen, you know, did happen, I guess. Uh, it, they did not continue that streak. And James Madison, once they did take control and had a large run there, uh, they never looked back. Uh, Marshall would close it, get it a little bit closer gap, and then James Madison would just continue to outpace them uh, down the stretch. They end up winning that one 72-66. to And then we also had Louisiana traveling to ODU. Thought this one could be a good game, and it was fairly close. Uh, Four-point game in the end. Old Dominion ends up taking down Louisiana 70 to 66. So those were the games we kind of took a special look at, uh, but there were some other ones that ended up being good. Louisiana traveling to Coastal Carolina. They dropped that one on the road 76 to 77. Coastal takes them out uh, down there at home to get a victory in the, comp the start of the conference play. And then we've got some interesting things to talk about here with where some of the standings are. We'll start with where we thought some teams would be. So Southern Miss, 2-0 to start conference play, not surprising. James Madison, 2-0 to start conference play, not ultimately shocking. Obviously, the Marshall game, uh, you know, I thought might go the other direction. Uh, maybe some other people thought that, but it's not shocking to see them at that 2-0 start. Uh, not shocking, but in a bad way, you've got App State 0-2. Uh, they hadn't won a Division One game in almost a month before conference play started. So not shocking to see them start 0-2 in conference, having played both Marshall and Southern Miss. Uh, Texas State, also not shocking to see them start 0-2. They have not put you know, their full game and full team together in that aspect. Mason Harrell continues to impress uh, as an individual, but as far as the team goes, they just, they're not clicking on all cylinders, and they haven't 
really done that most of the season. So not surprised to see them start 0-2. And then South Alabama, I'm including them. I thought maybe they'd be a 1-1 team. Honestly, thought they'd take care of Georgia Southern. They did not. Uh, but again, not shocked by that. I thought that would be a pretty close game as well. So not ultimately shocked at an 0-2 start for South Alabama. As far as surprises go, we've got Georgia Southern starting off 2-0. Uh, so very impressed with where they came in uh, as far as the out-of-conference slate to get going. Uh, you know, I wasn't blown away with anything they had done outside of the conference beforehand. Uh, nine and six overall now with these, these two games in hand, but um, I wasn't sure where they'd be. I, I thought they could be a one and one team after the first games, but two and oh to start the season. So great for them. ULM is probably my most shocking team. Uh, this team overall is just sitting at 6-9 and nine on the season, but have started conference play 2-0. and oh. Now, they haven't played the most quality of opponents. Um, they took down Texas State, who we've talked about has been unimpressive. They beat them 57-53. And then they take down Arkansas State, which that one's obviously the one that's a little bit more of a surprise. They take them down 84-72. So pretty impressive there for ULM to get started on the right foot. Uh, and then everybody else is sitting at one and one. So ultimately, to be honest, I'm not really shocked or not shocked by any of these teams. But Arkansas State, Marshall, ODU, Troy, Georgia State, and Coastal. So they're all sitting at one and one right there in the thick of things. Uh, we'll see if they can turn stuff around uh, in some of those games. Like, you know, Marshall's not going to be happy with a one and one start with the fact that they were only a two-loss team coming into conference play to start with. So we've kind of looked at where people are in the standings, where teams are in the standings, I should say. So let's take a look at some of the national rankings. We know we had uh, James Madison up there at the top in points per game and, and point differential. They are still number one, even after the first two conference games, in points per game and point differential in the entire country. They were number four in field goal percentage, but have dropped down to number 11. So either they're seeing a little better defense which is good for the conference, right? Uh, or they're just not shooting the ball quite as well. Um, I would say that that Georgia State game, they probably didn't shoot quite as well. I definitely think they improved that shooting against Marshall. But again, uh, being held to just 63 there against Georgia State was a little surprising in that fact. As far as other teams ranked up near the top nationally, We've got Marshall ranked number two in rebounds and number four in blocks. So defensively, Marshall still taking care of the ball pretty well. Uh, I know they're going to be disappointed with that performance against James Madison, but overall still doing very well nationally. As far as some of the statistical leaders as individuals go, you've got Austin Crowley, Jordan Brown, Omir El-Sheikh, and Jamari Blackman, as well as Dewan Odom. Uh, these guys are all leading the conference play. This is just these two games in conference. This is not taking the entirety of the season. So obviously that changes things as far as the standings go. But uh, Austin Crowley down there at Southern Miss uh, doing really well uh, as far as points per game. He's averaging over 23 and a half or right at 23 and a half. You've got Jordan Brown who's going to you're going to hear that name a lot to me. He has taken over the number 1 spot as far as player of the year in this conference is concerned and with how many times you're going to hear his name in some of these statistical categories it's going to be easy to see why I think that uh Omir El Sheikh uh for Arkansas State 
averaging about 18 points a game, as well as Jamari Blackman, which is a big reason ULM has started out 2-0 and and on the right foot for conference play. And then just behind them, you've got Dewan Odom for Georgia State averaging 17.5. So those guys are your statistical leaders after the first two games in the conference play. As far as defensively, Omir El-Sheikh, you're going to hear that name again. He's averaging 14 rebounds per game. That's both offensive and defensive combined. You've also got Istam Mustafa for Coastal Carolina taking care of the ball, averaging 11. Jordan Brown, again, like I just said, Louisiana's best player and obviously one of the best, if not the best player in the conference as of yet, uh, is averaging just behind him with 10 uh, Makai Long for ODU's up there, nine and a half, tied with Victor Buffato uh, from ULM. Again, some of these ULM players are jumping up into these statistical categories where they pretty much weren't seen very a lot before the conference play got started. So, uh, again, they they started with a weaker Texas State team, but beat uh, a pretty decent Arkansas State team. So, uh, good for them to start off on the right foot there. And some of these players are jumping up obviously, when they need them. Uh, As far as more of the defensive side of the ball goes, Victor Buffato, again, ULM. He's averaging three and a half block shots per game, as well as Nigel Caesar for Texas State. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the offense is clicking there at Texas State, but Nigel Caesar taking care of the ball pretty well on the defensive side of things. Uh, We've also got uh, Wilfred uh, Likely from Coastal Carolina, three blocks per game and Kevin Samuel just behind him at 2.5 Kevin Samuel big dominant center uh, but they're going to need a little bit more out of him after that 0-2 start they're going to be pretty disappointed with that and then again once again you got Omer Al-Sheik at number five if two blocks per game so those are the top five guys there as far as some steals go you're going to be looking at uh, Terrell Strickland from JMU Austin Crowley, who's been scoring some points, has also been averaging, they've both been averaging two and a half steals per game. Uh, You've got some other guys there, but I'm going to focus on those top two because everyone else is real close in that two to one and a half per game type of statistical category. So those are your top uh, defensive players. And then as far as uh, field goal percentage go, Again, ULM jumping up here in some players that you might not have seen a lot from or heard a lot from before conference play got started, but Victor Buffato uh, is up there in field goal percentage at .625. Jalen Finch from Georgia Southern shooting the ball very well as well, just behind him at .619. So that's 13 of 21 on the season. So Pretty good start for those guys, Austin Crowley, Omir El-Sheikh. Again, uh, I would probably put Omir El-Sheikh just behind Jordan Brown as far as one and two as far as uh, conference players of the season at this point. They just show up so often on so many different levels. It's not just offense or just defense. These guys are showing up on both sides of the list, which is really impressive, especially after the first two games there to stay rather consistent to start the season off for. You know, Another name that you're going to see just outside of some of these top uh, categories to start the season off with is uh, Felipe Hase for Southern Miss. Uh, if you watch the game, he's more impressive than the eye test. It just doesn't quite add up as much statistically as some of these other guys um but he's one that i would watch out for tavion kinsey 
and Andrew Taylor, both from Marshall. They're both just outside of some of these statistical categories um, as far as the top players are concerned. And Dewan Odom for Georgia State. He's definitely got to lead the way for them. Uh, again, one and one start, so not too disappointing for them. But um, they're going to want to get him going even further in that right direction and turn some things around. Uh, as far as three-pointers, uh, the conference doesn't seem to have – all that great of a standout three-point shooter, unfortunately. Uh, the top guy right now is D'Angelo Steins for ODU. Uh, he's shooting, you know, he's gone five for seven overall. Uh, so that tells you that the, the top guy's not shooting a lot, and the guys that are shooting a lot aren't quite making as many. Just behind him sit Owen White for South Alabama, Jamari Blackman for ULM, Langston Powell for ULM as well. So there's one reason ULM has gone to a 2-0 start is they're getting quite a bit from a number of different guys. Obviously, Victor Buffato is probably one of their guys you're going to key on the most if your team's going up against them. But They've got some shooters on that team. Uh, Jamari Blackman's gone 7 for 11, and Langston Powell's gone 5 for 8. So, again, no one's really shooting a ton of three-pointers in this conference thus far, and no one's really blowing anybody else out of the water at this point. But ULM seems to have some guys that are shooting the ball very well right now. If they can continue that pace, they should look pretty good continuing into this conference play. So we've taken a look at the standings earlier and talked about now who's standing out. So let's end this episode with what kind of games we're looking at coming up for this week. Uh, we've got Coastal Carolina traveling to App State. What, what's going to happen in this one, right? Uh, for App State, it's it's a good game coming up because they've gotten off to that 0-2 start. Maybe they've got Coastal Carolina coming in with that 1-1 one one overall record, a team that's more on their level than they got with Southern Miss and Marshall. See if they can get... Uh, into the win column for the conference. You've got Marshall traveling down to Georgia Southern. Does Georgia Southern continue with this hot start, uh, 2-0? and And then how does Marshall respond after that uh, surprising, not shocking ultimately, but a little bit of a surprising loss to James Madison at home? I think that's the biggest aspect in that one that Marshall's going to be disappointed about. If you would have traveled on the road to James Madison there in Harrisonburg, you know, maybe you, you, you expect a tougher game because you're on the road, but winning at home is, is expected, especially with the two losses coming in. So how do they respond after that disappointing loss and uh, play against a hot Georgia Southern team coming in? Texas State travels on the road to JMU. Does Texas State start to turn this thing around at all? Uh, I, I wouldn't see it against a, a powerful James Madison team who scores a ton of points. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, college basketball is a weird sport. Sometimes you get you're really surprised. Uh, and then we won't go over all the rest of the games. We're just going to start off with a couple of those. But uh, just a, two other ones to note as far as I'm looking at. Southern Miss, 2-0, and traveling down to Louisiana, who's a surprising 0-2. So you – We've talked about Jordan Brown being the player that ULM needs. Folks is getting him the ball a lot. He leads the conference in assist at this point. Uh, so can Louisiana turn some things around against a really quality Southern Miss team? That's going to be hard to do, but it's going to be something they really need to do. They don't want to start this conference play 0-3, uh, and Southern Miss obviously doesn't want to uh, get into the loss column after an impressive 2-0 start and having a great season thus far. So that one's going to be a really important game as far as this week is concerned. And then uh, we'll focus on Southern Miss once again because they're going to be going up against ULM. And ULM will have played Georgia State before this, but if they take care of Georgia State 
And if Southern Miss can take care of Louisiana, you're going to have two, three and O conference teams in this one, which would be a huge matchup. Uh, I would favor Southern Miss because they've proven they can do it more consistently. But if ULM is staying hot, this could be a great game to watch. You're going to have some guys on both sides of the ball uh, with Felipe Her- uh, Felipe Hase and also uh, Victor Buffato. I mean, just an incredible matchup that that could be as far as sh- uh, some shooters go for both teams, Austin Crowley on that Southern Miss side. So we'll see if the ULM three-point shooters can stay hot. We'll see if they can get past Georgia State. We'll see if Southern Miss can get past Louisiana and set up one heck of a great matchup that Coming into the season, I would not have thought this would have been much of any type of game. But, hey, this is why they play the game, right? This is why it's exciting. This is why everyone needs to be paying attention to the conference before postseason starts because these things are important. You're going to need to know what you're up against, how streaky your teams can be. Um, It's important to stay hot when you're hot. And it's important to turn those losses into wins when you can get a close game, especially for these teams that have gotten off to some slow or sluggish starts. So we'll see how this all plays out. I'm excited to watch this next series, uh, this next week of games, and then we'll see what it looks like when that's all said and done. So thanks again for listening. Check us out on the socials. We'll be doing a little video preview as well for the actual day of games. And hopefully everyone is continuing to enjoy those. See you next time.